It's Thursday, August 26th, National Women's Equality Day, and you are watching and or listening to Uniform Exchange. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. Hello, gentlemen. How are we today? Fabulous. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> uh, it's National Women's Equality Day, guys. How do you feel? Equal? I mean, I just wish we had a guest lined up that could talk about this in a way we can't. I don't know. Maybe we do. Oh, okay. uh, one thing I am certain that we do have on this panel are four progressive men. Uh, and as I say that, women equality. That's not even a progressive stance. It's a common sense stance. Of course, women and men are equal if women aren't better. Um, but uh, we do want to celebrate Women Equality Day. And uh, we want to thank all the women that, that played a role in getting us where we are. Uh, it's a big day. It's also National Dog Day. By the way, I don't know if that's rolling right, right it, through it. Right? What does that even mean? It's, it's all. I, it's well, National Dog Day. It means. Well, listen. It means it, like today. Today is National Dog. Today. today is National Dog Day. Last week was National Pet Day. The week before was National Puppy Day. It's no, literally last week yes. was National Hot Dog. No, two weeks. Yes, last week was Soft no. Ice Cream Day. That's not National Take a Dog to Work Day. Is that national, that'd be funny if it was National Dog Day. Day. And then tomorrow's National Hot Dog Day, and just <laughs> yeah. really just dog that's through only, them all. That's only in the Philippines. I We're... I'm sorry, I have to address the elf in the room. Uh, Josh, the, the yeah. chandelier is back. You oh, told yeah. me you sold that thing. I wanted it. You had a background where it wasn't no, in there for no, the last no, no. five weeks, and now it's back. Mike, Mike, you were confused. I sold my chandelier, an, an NFT of my chandelier, of a picture <laughs> of my chandelier. I never and actually I, sold my chandelier. I still have that. You didn't give me, you didn't give me first dibs on that either. Jesus, it was. Dude. I don't want to. I don't mean to be elitist or anything, but it was probably out of your price range. I mean, we're talking oh, well. low, low seven figures for that NFT. So <laughs> I thought that, that went the decimals. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, there's a lot. There's a lot. Oh, okay. It's everything on the other side of the decimal, the right, the right side of the decimal point, but still seven I, figures. I thought the elf in the room was that he killed a man. He's got a haircut. Yeah, dude, you got you got your ears lowered, and I you are looking know. good. For our listeners that can't see it, you got to come back and see this guy's whip. It is uh, fresh. It's Look fresh. at that shade. That is fresh. Listen, you guys are you're gonna make me blush. For all of our listeners at home, if you want to see just me wait. blushing right now, you tune right in. But uh, yes, I, I am pleased to announce that no barbers uh, died in the in the making of this haircut. So that's that's great. Unbelievable. It's always good. News. Uh, always well, good news. it is since it is National Dog Day. I'd also like to give a quick shout out to my guy Duke. Rock on. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Duke. Allie, Brendan Jackson, and, and we got all the dogs of the families. We've got Snoop over here. Who else we got? Everybody's got a Spike. dog. Spike's being so quiet. Snoop, Spike. Maddie. Maddie, she's Maddie. just she's on her 18th hour of sleep today already. Just an <laughs> that's, old lady. That's impressive. Just an old lady. <laughs> I love it. Well, guys, welcome to Uniform Exchange, a comedic week in review for the crazy world of sports, sports business, and live entertainment. I'm Michael Myers of the Sports Marketer and Subsidiaries. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by, and you've met them all already today, but a man who is not allergic to peanuts, but evidently is to brevity, Chris Hartwig. Hello! Hello! <laughs> Next, Blowing we kisses. have the demon barber of Fleet Street himself uh, from the sports marketer, the big sports guy, Josh Kyles. Fresh wind, fresh wind. It's Sweeney Todd. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, the man whose nickname in college was Strawberry Pop Tart, Goose Island's own. Oh, no, last week was Soft Ice. Oh, Strawberry a lot Pop -Tart. of nicknames. Goose Island's own, dad number two. Mike's Cheers. Well, what do we just crack open today, Dad number two? So it is oh, nice. time for yeah. Goose Island Oktoberfest in August because mm. everything happens earlier these days. Oktoberfest. 
I like mm. it. Ah. That is crisp and refreshing, like they all are. Just like this podcast, Kristen. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. Trademark. I think it's. I well, huh? Hmm? What? Nothing. Did you say. Go ahead. Kmart. Somebody say Tra- trademark. trademark. I think you said trademark. 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 I was like Kmart. All right. I think it's time. <laughs> gotta give. Rack it up. Rack it up. I gotta build. Make me a safe house. Shake it up. Shake it up. She got her hands on it. I could go all day about Kmart. Oh, we're back. <laughs> Sorry, that, that, that topic change music gets me fired up. Let's do this. It really does. We've got a lot, a lot of big things to talk about today. And we're going to start things off with some big news out of really all across all sports. Michael Rubin and the team at Fanatics is making some very big, big moves. Uh I would talk about the most recent deal, but I feel like I should probably just run down the list because they've yeah. all happened in the last 10, 15 days, and it'd be worth like, talking about them all at once. Uh, inked a deal with both Major League Baseball and Major League Baseball Player Association to oust Tops, who has been the trading card for 70 years for Major League Baseball, is now out. Oh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. See ya. Uh, that, that starts Simmer. in 2023. Uh, Ink to deal with NBA and the NBA Players Association to do the same thing to oust Panini, which I don't have nearly the affection. I just don't have the childhood connection to Panini. See ya. Don't. The sandwich is good. Sandwich. Sandwich. <laughs> sandwich is Get delicious. Out. That, that happens guys, in 2026. Guys, that's a different Panini. Come on. You want a <laughs> sandwich <laughs> and a basketball card? You've come to the right place. <laughs> uh, the next one was the NFL Players Association. That's the one that most recently came down, I think. And that one also will kick off in 2026. Uh, they've announced that they are starting a trading company, trading card company. Sorry, not a trading company, a trading card company. Um, where the people I just mentioned, all five of the groups I just mentioned, are stakeholders, which is a great way to oust a group by offering ownership in your company if you will allow it to happen. Uh, So they will have a minority stake ownership in the Fanatics trading card company, which I don't know if it's going to be called Fanatics or what. They haven't announced that yet. But a lot of stuff. I mean, they raised... $325 $325 million not that long ago. They've been valued at $18 billion, yeah, $18 billion. now, uh, largely in part because they've announced they're moving into betting, they're moving into gaming, they're moving into ticketing. And I don't even think we know as a group. I'm not even sure if we know what that means yet. I mean, I think the betting and the gaming, you have a pretty decent idea. They'll launch a sports book. But on the ticketing side, I don't know what that means yet. Uh, well, how is that in – the, the, on the sports book side, I mean, how is that not going to crush it? I mean, that's just like, oh, it's going to crush the it. perfect, the perfect well. combo. Jay Z is a, now a vice chairman of Fanatics, so he I mean, can look go in on this deal. The that's a history of partners, people that have partnered with Jay Z, and find me one that failed. Oh, I geez. don't know if I, oh, somebody gosh. dropped their mic. That microphone better not be sponsored by Jay Z. <laughs> I don't know if it's Jay Z that actually makes these things work, or just saying that you're working with Jay Z makes your product successful. I don't know which it is, but I don't see too many things he gets involved. Well, here's but here's one thing that is interesting though is he has gambling, a gaming experience with uh, the forty forty clubs. Did you do you remember those? I don't remember those. They in both Vegas and and New Jersey, and they didn't make it so there's something that didn't make it and it's actually directly related to this stuff but i i mean i just can't see this thing uh, not printing money and i and don't know the history of the 4040 clubs was this recently or is this i don't i had to been the last three or four years I, yeah well, I, I i that i didn't even know about them until i was reading up a little bit. I was like yeah. you would have thought that how, how did i not know that that was out there but um the interesting well, so- thing it's Go still ahead. out there. The, the forty forty club is still out there in New York. There, I mean, it is a big sports oh, yeah. bar. So, yeah, yeah, it's 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 still there. It's out and kicking. It's no, uh, I, I, what I read then was uh, incorrect. They might have had they, they might have had other they might have had some other locations that didn't pan out. But the one in New York was the first one in the city. And it's, it's we still should definitely open. focus on this. Whatever this is, we should yeah, focus have, on because we know. What a about lot an American it. swimmer? <laughs> <laughs> the u.s swimmer 
But sorry, I, I was nodding off there for a second. What were you guys talking about again? Can you catch me up on that? We we're both talking so about a club that neither one of us have ever, none of us have ever been to, and we're not yeah. sure if it's in existence I, or not. I'm a we're big focusing club on guy. that one though. So, so, but on on the sports business end of it though, is didn't I mean? Oh, here we go. Here we go. No, but but on on the on the trading cards piece, I mean, yeah. did I mean they kind of hosed screwed over the the incumbents we talked about tops and and panini and it, do, it doesn't appear as though they had uh, a chance to to match or or beat the offers they just were kicked yeah. to the curb see you later i mean are they do they have the sole rights for any trading cards like they they will not allow any other competitor to come in like uh where's my upper deck are they coming back uh score don russ well, that's, um, any those of these? are my favorites. Those three yeah. are my favorites. Outside of tops, those, were the, those were the other three. But the Fleer triple was, play, no, they made yeah. some good ones back in the day. Right. Remember no, the, the deals what was are this one with called the... Sports Flicks. Sports Flicks was that the one that had the holograms? With the, yeah, the <laughs> Look at the swing over again. It's like video on this a is, car. This is baseball. <laughs> Chris, they ahead. do it with NASCAR too, Josh. You like turn the card and the, and the card drives by. Josh is a big NASCAR. You know, cool. I'm a big, you know I'm a, I am a big NASCAR guy. I, think. I know. Yeah, NASCAR cards. His eyes just lit up. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no shit. But, <laughs> but that's the thing with these deals, though, uh, Mike, is that they're, they're doing them. They do them with the Players Association. So it's the only way that you can get the players on the cards. So, yeah, that they is are not exclusive. Well, yeah, I guess I'm thinking about uh, you guys remember Tombstone Pizzas in the in the late '90s. Josh, you're out of this conversation around. already. They're still here. Uh, Tombstones are still sold. I ate one. Last. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> they they came with trading cards. You had to buy a whole freaking pizza, and you got one of 35 cards. Guess who collected all 35? This guy. Guess who <laughs> ate a thousand tombstones that year? This guy. Guess what? They did not ink a deal with the Major League uh, uh, association. association. So no, 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 they got the players. They didn't get. The, oh, they didn't do the MLB. <laughs> so it's just the names so with the, like the logos like yeah. swapped off. I love those cards. You still, I still have, have them somewhere. Oh, oh yeah, you, you've got them. We need to see. Bring those them back on the for next week. week. Yeah, yeah, we need to yeah. see those Done. on the show. Done. Somebody's got mail. It will be, yeah. Right. Whoever's got their mail, yeah. Uh, it will be interesting, though. The um, <laughs> this is that moment, or one of those moments where there could be—I don't know if there will be—there could be one of those Reddit moments where, I mean, Tops, for example, Tops was seventy years. They were in the process of going public and doing a SPAC, where they were—they had a deal inked already for i think it was 1.3 billion dollars and when fanatics came in and did the swap out with major league baseball that spat completely fell apart completely fell apart immediately and it was noted that the fact that they lost major league baseball killed that deal so who knows purists i mean you can't really if they can't put the names of the players and you can't put the logos on the teams i'm not sure what tops is going to be able to do but i I mean mean, talk about being a day late Talk about being a day late and one point three billion dollars short. You know what I mean? Ouch. Ouch. Kind of the I feel like there's some there's a lot of irony laced in all of this because Tops actually had a, they had great quarterly earnings that they just announced. They did. So they were up two hundred and some percent. It was uh, unbelievable. Well, yeah, well, I know you don't like to correct things that you say that are wrong, but it was 78%. Up 78%. What I say? Up $212 million increase. Can well, we just stop talking numbers anymore? Yeah. Obviously, we don't know what we're talking about. Well, we, can't, like we can't talk. 5.7%. We can't talk numbers or semantics around Myers no. without, without getting caught up. So, <laughs> word, numbers and words. Are, you got to be careful around Myers. But yeah, yeah. they top, Tops had this great year. And then they just have the carpet slid out right under them. So it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's I feel bad for everybody at tops, except uh, Michael Eisner. He's the one that was driving all this and came in and bought them. And he's got enough money. So he can just share some of that with everybody else, the real people that, that just got hosed. But interestingly, speaking of enough money, I did think it was, and this, I don't know that this again will ever come to fruition, but. So two things. One, everybody's talking about is the next thing going to happen with the NFL. Like that's the deal. If you look at the six things that need to happen to have all these be done, the one that's missing is the NFL right now. But it's going to happen because the NFL has a 3% stake ownership in Fanatics. 
They want them to be successful. Right. They're not going to have the trading card fail. And but at the same time, I don't think they even need a new deal because they're going to get three percent of the revenue from the trading card company, whether they sign a new agreement with Fanatics or not. So I, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And at what point, by the way, at what point is there some form of antitrust issue where you're crossing the line saying, well, we're going to replace this company with this company and we own part of it? I don't know. They, the, the leagues get a lot of antitrust relief across the board. A lot. And this, yeah. And uh, you're kind of pushing the envelope on some of these. But um, <clears throat> yeah, interesting. By the way, uh, I didn't even get to put up my 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 thing where Fanatic sets into wheels of motion for global domination. I left it entirely off. That's so sad. There All right. Is. Next topic. Read it off for the listeners. You, you got it. <laughs> Read it for the listeners. Next topic. You guys may have heard about this. The Big Ten, the Pac-12, and the ACC have come together to form, oh, by, and by the way, Dwight Schrute, to form an alliance. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that are Office fans. Uh, on Tuesday of this week, the Big Ten, the ACC, the Pac-12 announced a historic alliance. And Chris, I'm going to have you elaborate on this because the things they, they combined, or the things they're aligning on are scheduling and then I didn't pick up anything else to rely on. <laughs> well, then I quickly fell apart. <laughs> it, it's uh, it's I like it's a, it's a, it's <laughs> it's worse. I, I, I see the wheels I, turning, I, but I'm not getting anything. No, I I just I, I feel bad for uh, Jim. Um, what's Phillips? his name? Phillips. Just just, just leave it as Jim. Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy. Feel bad for Jim. The, but I mean, in reality, this thing means very little right now. There's no contract. There's nothing. There, there's not even a, a rough real uh, Chris, of an agreement. There really. is a yeah. collaboration right. Right. on thought what, leadership. Right. And what, what which one expect? of the guys said that this was an agreement among three gentlemen who respect each other tremendously? I mean, like, it, well, it, it, probably like, Kevin Warren. He says all the smartest things. Yeah, I think he he's probably the heard that from from Mark Emmert, but I mean it. There, there, and the the, the other fake part Mark of it is, I mean, or the big yeah. fake hashtag fake Mark Emmert. The, I mean, the big thing too is that even if they do this, you're not looking at the the SEC Big Twelve, uh, the, the the Texas Oklahoma move till 2024, maybe if it's early 2025, and then with the scheduling stuff, you're looking at. I mean, you've got teams now that are pretty much booked the. A lot of Big Ten teams I know are booked into like the 2040s for all their pre their their non conference games, right? right? And so, what does that really mean? It changes. Well, I, I guess the Big Ten. The difference would be they play one less conference game and one more, uh, more crossover. So that would be a, a good addition. But I mean, otherwise, um, you know, the the other thing that's that's just um, I th I think was just a, official. Or, or expecting it was all this hubbub about uh, uh, Dr. G uh, on on uh, on the social medias that they're not just let me pause you for a second. You have three people looking at you like, yeah. So I know I'm not making any sense, but it doesn't matter. Just keep, let me keep going. So <laughs> Gordon G is is said that they're not going to change the football playoff. <laughs> And yeah. so that's going till 2026. So that doesn't matter either because that's right. all around the SPN contract. And then, oh, the Pac-12 announced like two hours ago, oh, we're not going to expand. Well, we're not going to expand because there's nothing worth picking up. The scraps. I, I need, I need, I need Chris Cliff Notes before we go into conversations <laughs> like this. Like, I am so lost. I'm still upset about tops. I don't know what to feel. I'm, I'm just going to mute myself. I'm sorry. That's better. That's better. <laughs> Dad number two is yelling to himself uh, on mute right now. Always oh, chugging yeah. his beer. This is dangerous. there were a couple of quotes that jumped out that I thought were interesting. Kevin Warren said that that the Oklahoma Texas move provides a good chance for them to evaluate where college sports is headed. I think we've had a good chance to evaluate this over the last twenty five years. We haven't really taken that opportunity, so I'm glad that Kevin sees one now. Uh, we've got an opportunity to stabilize. Now, this was actually a decent quote, and, and Jim Phillips said, well, you know, they have an opportunity to stabilize a volatile environment. Yes, they do. I don't think the, that what they did accomplishes that as of yet. 
Uh, Phillips is on the NCAA. He's on a committee with the NCAA. What committee is he on? Is he he's on like the not the selection committee, but he's on some big committee with these guys. So maybe he's maybe one he of the guys will... that's going to meet as is part of the 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 rebuilding, the reimagining of the NCAA. Right, that committee that we're, yeah, I don't they're going to meet in like six though. months to then present the Cliff's notes for that, and then they'll vote on that in 2026. As well. I heard, I heard he's actually yeah. a founding member of the committee that plans when the other <laughs> committees the are going to are going to. Being oh, yeah. scheduled, so it's part yeah, of the schedule. The committee is big. The committee like is big. It's like an well. Onion. Do you think these guys sit in a room for like eight hours a day, like complete silence, just heads down, and be like, <sighs> no. no, yeah, <laughs> not yet, not yet. No. Probably a lot of that. Well, I'll see you tomorrow, uh, Ted. Good day of, of ideating. We do have a clip. Of the press conference, if you guys would like to see it, we got a an exclusive clip of the press conference. I'm going to show it to you now. We are back! Yes, we are back! And we're the three best friends that anybody could have. We're the three best friends that anyone could have. We're the three best friends that anyone could have. And we'll never, ever, 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 ever leave each other. <laughs> there you go. That, that the was best friends. That's amazing. <laughs> That's How do beautiful. you get this stuff? Yeah, I'm well, pretty sure my, we're gonna get you with a copyright I, on that one. My my question is, oh, is, oh hi Emma. Say hi, hi Emma. We got a little. Okay. We got a visit from Minnie, uh, Minnie Hartwig. Very excited. Yeah. Sorry, but keep going. Don't worry, we we, we will. <laughs> <laughs> like we were gonna stop. <laughs> Hold, Hold the phone. We're not live. Just yeah, like we're not live. Um. What what about the Big Twelve and all of this? Is everybody just hating the Big Twelve? I mean, yes. like they're really just kind oh, of the poor Big Twelve. Off on, I mean, tough tough going for them. I mean, well, there's a the, lot of other conferences out there. There's a lot but, of other conferences. That but your your point, you know, Mike Very is is like these these guys sitting around and going hmm, oh, hmm. That's what the Big. 12-8 is doing right now. They're like, well, we're sticking together. Yeah, you know what? If the Big Ten comes up to, to Kansas and Iowa State, like is rumored, and says, you guys want to come over here? They're leaving instantly. That's complete nonsense that they're, uh, we're putting yeah. up the walls and I mean, give me a break. Every single one of those eight schools, athletic directors and school presidents right now are trying to figure out where the hell they're going to go. And then you've got the, the AAC today is once again saying they have nothing to do with this whole ESPN contract deal and trying to poach teams, but they should be at the table as well with this alliance. And it's like, what? It's it's not even, there, there's nothing. It's like, the, we're the very best friends. What was Kevin Warren's song? Like, that's Three it. Best that's all they've done. Anyone ever had. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to the, be the, fair, irony to, look, the irony to this like, whole thing, the, the irony of this whole thing is college sports is getting more popular every year for the last, I don't know how many years, no one saw it coming. No one saw this coming. It's just ridiculous. Snuck up on him. Totally snuck up. Snuck on up him. on him last minute. Yeah, I will say. Look, it, we we have a lot of fun, and we joke, and we make fun, and we poke, and we have a good time. It's not unintelligent for these three guys in these three conferences to be doing something. They need to be figuring out how to work together because right now the SEC and ESPN are kind of casting a shadow over everyone. And yeah. if you don't want to be flushed out of this, you need to start making some of these moves. Right now, the big loser appears to be the Big 12 because they were a power five and now they are not at the table. Uh, and you're going to see a lot of the other conferences making their moves too. But at some point, we're going to be four super conferences and it's going to be over. It's going to be four big conferences, people joining together, and that'll be that. that I mean, it's it's to me, it's, this thing has been more of a PR um, this was this yeah this yeah and they did not the the did not come off well because you're no. right they i mean they were kind of backed into a corner to have to do i mean this was the the, the best of maybe all the alternate shitty you know possibilities but you know i can't language that. and jim and jim phillips brilliant Illini alum you know i i i trust him to to you know do a good job with this stuff but they bungled this thing uh, just how casually then that oh we're just 
we're just going to look out for each other. And that's not the way to go about this. No, no question. All right. Well, I'd like to welcome to the show a guy who I know firsthand has a lot of insight and opinion into conference realignment. It's not why he's joining the show today, Uh, but we'll see if we can get his take on this. Mark Emmert is joining the show. No, please. I've had enough of you guys. To the show. The COO of World Team Tennis, Alan Hardison. Alan, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I'm honored to be on and definitely fun listening to you guys talk a little bit about college football here. Yeah, happy to jump into the uh, the realignment conversation. Um, If you want to keep that going, I'm happy to talk about W. How how do you feel about it? How do you feel about conference realignment, Alan? Yeah, no, I'm, I mean, look, I, I think those are, those are the words that every, uh, every college sports fan loves to hear. I used to be a, a student athlete myself in Nevada many years ago, played ball there. So um extremely curious to see how this whole thing plays out. I, you know, Chris, I saw you mentioned the Pac-12 had uh, declined expansion here a couple hours ago. And yeah, it's uh, obviously the ground is shaking under the college football landscape here. So excited to see where it all ends up. What what and position I, did you play in college, by the way, Alan? I was a place kicker, uh, but how, I can, how tall I can tell, you? You, tell you my Hall of Fame coach, Chris Hall, was trying to get me to play tight end just about every day on the scout team in practice. So. <laughs> Alan, tell everyone how tall you are. Six foot four. Okay, six foot Alan's a big guy. He might be the biggest place kicker I've seen. So I, <laughs> I can speak I can, to experience. you got to be careful trying to – any coaches that try to get you to play scout – tight end that they just want you to block so you were smart to, That's to, right. to uh to avoid that i was the guy that ran out onto the field when it was too windy on the kickoffs and, and held, held the ball that was my only position that was it so i uh i, I envy uh, too funny too funny well, before I was we going to say, far, Alan, though, before yeah, before we get too far, though, Alan, I I would like to know which episodes you've watched because if you saying you're honored to be on here, you've obviously no. not watched. I've not watched. <laughs> <the final episode. laughs> Don't put them on the spot. Don't answer that. Yeah, you, answer. you know, I I see the spots that that Myers puts on LinkedIn, and they're good. Yeah, they're they're always good takes. I haven't. I, Full disclosure, haven't watched the full show, so no, maybe maybe that's what you're talking about. Maybe Myers only puts the the good content up there on LinkedIn. Yeah, but, there's uh, one solid minute of content every yeah. week. And then we kick Mike Smith <laughs> off as soon as he says something stupid. Evidently, we send him straight to jail. Uh, well, before we get too far into this stuff, today is Women's Equality Day. And World Team Tennis is the most equality-driven league, in my opinion, on the planet. So I'm grateful to have you here today on Women's Equality Day. Can you, Alan, just speak for a second about uh, – just talk about World Team Tennis, what it is – you know, maybe where it came from and what it means and represents. Yeah, I think that's an awesome segue, Mike. And, and like you said, it's Women's Equality Day. Um, we are co-founded by Billie Jean, Jean King, um, founded the league over 46 years ago. We're going on season 46 there. We are the fifth longest running professional team sports league in the United States. So maybe something you don't even know, Myers. Um, it's something that. we're we're extremely proud of. Um Billie Jean did a phenomenal job starting this league and, and keeping this thing afloat and continuing to grow it for so long. Um, I'm certainly honored to have worked for the league here for the past nine years and, and work a little bit under Billie Jean. And um, it's it, it's been an incredible run. And I'm so excited as, as to where the league goes. And I think, as, as you just mentioned, Mike, I mean, it's, it's the core of, of who we are at WTT. And I know it's cool to speak it now. And I know a lot of a lot of businesses when they talk corporate social responsibility and, and gender equality and all this stuff, once again, it's, it's in now, but it's, it's who we are. It's our foundation, our core and, and Billy Jean laid that platform and foundation for us. So um, it's, it's really fun to be helping run this league right now. Um, a little bit about the format. We have yeah, men and women the format, competing, yeah. c- competing together um, towards a common goal. We have men's and women's singles, men's and women's doubles, and mixed doubles in every single match, every single game counts towards the cumulative score. The best way I like to describe it to somebody who's never seen our product before, it's almost like an NBA game. You tie it together with tennis. We've got the DJ. We've got the PA announcer. We've got the dancing in the stands. We do autograph sessions post-match for all kids 16 and under. We've got a New York sports team playing a Chicago sports team. Um, it's it, it's it's the whole deal. We like to call it a, a party in the middle of a tennis match. So that hopefully gives a, a good example of who we are at our core. 
And when you guys play a match, so if it's New York versus Chicago, there's going to be five sets. One set's going to be singles man versus singles man. One set's going to be single women, single women. Then you're going to have men's doubles, men's doubles, women's doubles, women's doubles, and then mixed doubles. Those are the five sets. Each one gets one set, correct? That's correct. And yeah, lit- literally every every game within that set. So if you're losing a set 4-0, uh, at least get get one game on the board for your team. I mean, every, every game is important. Points. One, you know, yeah. It counts as that cumulative score. So if yeah. you're down 4-0, don't give up. Try to get on the board. Try to, you know, scrap a game or two and, and help your team out at the end of the day. That's very cool. Well, it's well, kind of, isn't it like a uh, – yeah, it's – it's. I mean, the, the way – from everything I've seen, it's kind of uh, – uh, it's you know the game. This is how Chris asks questions, by the way. Yes. Alan, he, uh, he leads. In this, when you just gotta bait, you gotta wait over, out the first twenty five seconds, and then you'll be process. like, "Oh, I see where he's going with this." Yeah, it's yeah. his it's his creative process. So now I have to. His stop eyes over. are rolling back into his head for the listeners right now. He's getting there. He's the, getting there. Poor the, <laughs> Alan. It's it's the best part of tennis. It's that these guys are some of the top players in the world. They plays they take the game very seriously but if you've removed all the other things where you take yourself too seriously like rock and roll tennis is one of the way i've heard this described like you know that it's got to be so quiet and respectful that people instead it's just there's always activity there's music going on there's you know the, the players are out rooting for each other on on uh, you know when it's not there when the mixed doubles team isn't playing they're rooting on you know singles but i mean it's a great environment it's from what I've under, from anything I've ever seen, right? That, that it gives the yeah. fans something that's kind of fits with today's younger demographic. That it's there's no there's there's no gaps. You guys are just pure entertainment for you know the two hours or three hours that people are there, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think we're seeing a lot of millennials now kind of go towards the sport of soccer because as you just mentioned, Chris, it's, it's constant play, less commercials. We're the same thing. I mean, Myers, you know, we run through a match in two hours and 15 minutes, two hours and 20 minutes. And yeah, we're, we're changing sets in between that time. We do have a short halftime in that time, but we like to run through the whole thing. And um, once again, it's, we're, we're all about fan engagement. We're all about that foundation of core of who we are family and, and gender equality and, and everybody coming out and having a great time and, also, frankly, uh, something I've uh, I failed to touch on is we have the best players in the world. We have every every former Grand Slam champion and world number one of the uh, the Open era um, has played world team tennis at one point in time. So um, you'll you'll come out and you'll see the best in the world in this exciting format. And this format also just it brings the best out of these players. You see their personalities, and we've seen a lot of the the mental health struggles that a lot of players are seeing on tour. They they come and they play WTT now. They're in a team format. They have that security. They're 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 dancing. They're having a great time during the event, and it's a little more lighthearted. And like I said, you got a fan base behind you, and it's it's just an awesome awesome day out uh, to watch the tennis. Yeah, I was fortunate you- to be able to watch this for quite a while last year. And and once the ball's in play, it's serious tennis. Quiet crowds you know they, they quiet the crowd and do all that but in between points it's a party and I, it's 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 exciting it's energetic it's high energy it's a lot of fun I, i've got nothing but good things to say about it. chris you were going to ask a question before no, no it was just kind of re, no it was just related to, to that like for people that are watching or, or listening and aren't as familiar and i actually don't know the answer to this one about usually you've gone to different cities the pandemic last year you were all in one place at the greenbrier if i remember right right How, what is that this year and then also what are some of the players well, i got a question about the last year. i want to ask a question about last year okay. specifically then we'll roll into this year if that's all right okay. so yeah alan you guys were the first people to do a fully bubbled or quarantined league uh or really any kind of event in, in on the on the globe last year what was it like to be the first group to do that you had four weeks one location the green briar last year what was that like yeah, I mean, first off, I'd, I'd be remiss not to uh, mention all the people that helped us pull that off. Obviously, you were certainly one of those people. That's Mike. why I asked the um, question. I just wanted that receipt. <laughs> I knew little, it. Little pat on the back there. Um, <laughs> no, it was. I, I mean, it, it it took so many good, hardworking people. First of all, to to pull that off and and bring that whole event together. Um, certainly, the governor of West Virginia, phenomenal, kind of you know opening his doors to us and allowing us to play at the Greenbrier and have some fans and. 
I think you nailed it. I, I don't think we're giving a lot of credit for it, but we, we were one of the first sports leagues on the planet, like you said, to have 500 folks per day in the stands, which was awesome. Uh, we got this exclu- exclusive spotlight essentially during a typically extremely crowded sport window, really all to ourselves, whether it be you know our, our broadcast on ESPN, Tennis Channel, Network TV with CBS, um, just phenomenal. We had 556,000 viewers tune in, which was a WTT record for our finals last year. And I think, once again, um, all the things we're talking about with the gender equality, the, the team sport aspect of this whole thing, it, it really was kind of our one shining moment. And um, then, yeah, I mean, Chris, kind of to, to segue into your question as we look at, at 21, I think we saw some really neat things coming out of the 2020 season. Um, particularly pertaining to this really cool tournament feel. Obviously, Mike, you saw this on site, but having all the players walking around the grounds, watching each other, others' matches, even if they weren't playing in that event, almost like a little bit of an NCAA tournament feel, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, Certainly from an economics perspective, massive cost savings, setting up one venue as opposed to setting up nine venues across the country, uh, significantly less travel, significantly less staffing costs. Um, and we realized pretty early on in 21, as we all did, that COVID was still going to be a thing here. Um, so we decided to try out the same thing in 21. Um, we're at the beautiful Indian Wells Tennis Garden out there in the Coachella Valley here in California. Uh, we'll be out there for 16 days from November 13th through 28th and um, going to try the same one city model one more time here and, and see how it, it fares out. But I'm um, extremely excited for uh, the 21 season and we're definitely stoked on our results from 2020. So I know in 2020 you had just from memory, you had the number five female in the world and Sophia Cannon, you had Jen Brady who went to the finals uh, of the Australian open just recently and then won a different, and I'm not going to be able to remember the tournament. She just won, but she's the top 10. Uh, Kim Kleisters made her comeback last year. She's playing. Uh, I know Sloan Stevens, Jeannie Bouchard, Bethany Maddox-Sands. On the men's side, you had Taylor uh, – oh, gosh. Taylor Fritz, Taylor Fritz, uh, Jack Sock, Francis Tafali. You had a lot of really big names. Are those people coming back? Are you adding more people this year? Short, short answer is yes, just about all those players you mentioned. Um, something that we struggled with for a long time at WTT is we obviously pull these players off of the ATP and WTA tours. We're competing with those tours in July. And a big thing for the players, the way they get money is chasing points on the tour. Um, and the fact that we always offered great prize money sometimes wasn't enough to pull those players over. Now, last year, as we saw in July, because the tours weren't going on, we were able to take those players and had phenomenal participation and recruitment. By the way, this is all thanks to Matt Alafon, our Vice President of Player Operations, who does a phenomenal job with recruiting. But now as we move to November, we're, we're post-ATP and WTA tour. So we have the amount of outreach after last year and the amount of success that we had from these agents. I mean, we're, we're locking out top 50 players this year. Cause we just, I mean, the cut line is so high and we've got so much interest. Yeah. All those players you mentioned, Sloan Stevens, Francis Tiafo, Kim Kleisers, Jack Sock, John Esner, Brian brothers, Jeannie Bouchard, uh, Jennifer Brady, Taylor Fritz, Jessica Pagula. Um, all, all those same players are back. And I mean, they were, very quick to sign on the dotted line here in 21. Caroline Dolahide, Chicago based. She's going to be there? She's She'll be back as well. Hey, we got to have the Chicago representation out there. <laughs> um, uh, for, for Mike Smith, isn't Sloan Stevens, wasn't she from the Quad Cities area? Am I thinking of the I right believe person? so. Yeah. See, we don't know. We we do this all the time, Alan. Somebody says, isn't this the case? And everybody goes, yeah, no clue. Sounds no, right. We don't, we don't have to yeah, know. Sloan, Sloan, Sloan grew up in, uh, in Fresno. California. There you go. Thanks, Chris. That's a suburb of the Quad Cities. It's a suburb of the Quad Cities. Yeah, exactly. The western suburb of the Quad Cities. Everybody's Um, from some part of the Quad Cities. That's all. Right. Right. I was talking about the Quad Cities in in Fresno. Fresno and the other three cities that are grouped together. Don't go and piss off Iowa, North Fresno, West Fresno, and South Fresno, and Fresno, the Quad Cities. You rattled off a couple of names there. John Isner's the number one American man right now, current number one ranked American. Taylor Fritz is in the top five. He's number three. Francis Steve Johnson's also in the top five. So you're you're uh, you're loading the high end of this thing. You've got some names coming out there. Some legit players are playing in in a big way this year. That's huge. I love that. Yeah, I mean they're they're all players 
that you will see at you know ATP and WTA Masters level events. And, yeah. Um, to, to see that field, I mean, even if you go to the U.S. Open, um, I mean, we 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 kind of artificially manufacture these matchups, obviously, by just recruiting top level players. But if you go to the Open next week, you're gonna, you know, sure, you're gonna see. Um, Djokovic go out there in in the first round, but he's going to be playing somebody that's ranked 100. We're giving you a top 10 matchup in the world to watch here. Um, It's it's pretty unique for sure. It's really cool. So will it be on television this year? Yeah, definitely. And we're, we're, we're stoked about how our our TV portfolio lined up and, and you all know, obviously from this podcast and, and you're all ingrained in the sport industry. The fall is very, very difficult as it relates to television networks with college and pro football. That was the one thing we were slightly worried about. Um, but we've, we've gotten somewhat lucky, um, and hopefully a little bit of good work as well on our end. But, um, and I, I won't name them all here cause we have a press release that's going out here in about 10 days. Okay. Uh, but 20, 23 of the 31 matches are going to be, um, on linear TV, uh, for those of you that don't know what that is, obviously that's your your cable television. Um, and then the other eight matches are going to be streamed, um, and those are going to be free to watch those oh, stream wow. matches. So we'll we'll announce those those TV partners. But yeah, you'll be able to watch this all over the United States and and anyone listening internationally. We've we've done some deals with Claro and and some other broadcast partners in, in Europe and South America and Asia. Um, and they'll be able to watch as well. That's, That's awesome. good. Cause we're, we're really big in South Africa. So we're huge. in South Africa. Africa. We're big. We're big with 18 to 34 dogs and South Africans. That's kind of, that's our demo. We do really well with all three of those. Um, I'm glad you guys have been here. <laughs> so you have, well, a couple things. One, it's big that you're going to be televised on some seriously major networks because we're going to be out there doing a live remote podcast from World Team Tennis this year. I know we've made that announcement seven or eight times on the show, <laughs> but never have it's had pretty much our sign off World Team Tennis on the show with us. So, but we will be doing a live remote from that. We haven't figured the dates out yet, but one of those Thursdays in there. Uh, but it, I'm excited for that. And you've got clearly you've. I know you had some big sponsors last year. Have you got big sponsors already lined up for this year? Who who is who on the business side are you working with? Yeah, we've we've got some really really great ones. Um, one obviously you're very familiar with and help consult it on guaranteed rate. We're hmm. extremely excited to have them back here in in 2021. Um, Geico's been a partner, gosh, at WTT for 17 or 18 years. We're thrilled to have them back again. As is Wilson, um, the official ball and, and rack of the WTT has been with us for 17 or 18 years. Hospital for Special Surgery, HSS, um, is going on their third season with us. Hard True also going on their third season with us. Stoked to have them back. Um, Dodds Wealth Management is new and we just signed up. And um, there's about five or six other brands that we've also signed. Um, once again, same as the broadcast stuff, we're going to be releasing those in a press release. So I'll, I'll tease those and leave them there. But nice. we're, we're really excited to, to introduce about five or six new partners to WTT here in 2021. Well, a couple That's more awesome. questions before we let you go. That's fantastic. If you were trying to pitch a sponsor right now, what is it about WTT that makes a sponsor excited? What's different about what World Team Tennis brings to the table? Man, for, for me, the thing, the reason I bought into this thing you know, eight years ago, nine years ago, when I got into WTT was, uh, I just thought the access, I came from the Angels, uh, Major League Baseball, I just thought the access that we can offer at WTT is so unprecedented. I mean, when, when I was with the Angels, I couldn't get, you know, a season ticket holder, a sponsor, a photo with, you know, Mike Trout. I couldn't get him in the dugout for a photo. I couldn't, I couldn't get him in there for batting practice, but we do all that stuff at WTT. You can come and you can hit with Sloan Stevens. We'll get you in a clinic and they're horrible too. You can hit with John Isner, all these former Kim Kleisters, all these Grand Slam champions. Um, you know, it, it certainly helps from a hospitality and a sponsorship aspect as well that we have access to all these players and, and the players love to do it too. And they understand there's life after tennis and, and their business interests are important as well. Um, so that's a huge selling point. We rely on, obviously, I touched on it before, the, the gender equality thing. Once again, it's at our core, and we're finding a lot of businesses now are thinking, man, like, this this is WTT. This is what they do. And, um, you know, certainly the, the Village and King Tides, it's an amazing selling point for us as well. And yeah. um, all the other things that other leagues offer, too. We've got a great TV portfolio, top players, tennis is a global sport. So, um, yeah, a lot of a lot of great selling points we lead with here. So you, I forget, are you guys as Michelob Ultra your beer? Because if they're not, 
they should be. We'll talk about that. You're, you're so funny to mention that, Chris. We were just talking about that with our VP of Corporate Partnerships when that press release went out. So we'll be giving AB a call today. I'm sure, <laughs> yes. I'm sure their phone is uh, probably ringing nonstop. You should probably the, engage uh, the sports marketer and see if they uh, have anybody that they know at Anheuser-Busch that maybe would take a meeting and have this discussion. I don't know. We could talk about that. I know something <laughs> there. Just uh, mention Mike Smith from Goose Island. Man, it'll be trouble. Yeah, you're on right now with a gentleman who is – Mike Smith in the lower right corner here is in the marketing department for Goose Island, which is an Anheuser-Busch beverage. So you're in the right place already. You're halfway there, Al. Okay. You're halfway there. Okay. Uh, Michelob just has a little bit more money than we do for sponsorships <laughs> like this. Just, just a wee bit more. A little bit. A little bit. Uh, last question. WTT Future, where is it headed? What are you guys doing? Man, that's a, a million dollar question for us. Um, I think a, a lot depends on how 2021 plays out. I, I know our board is really excited about the economics of the one city model and certainly the player recruitment and this November window that I mentioned um, it certainly raised our player caliber. So I think one, the November window is is the first thing we, we need to discuss. We've got a board meeting next week and, and hopefully we'll, we'll get some good information and direction from our board coming out of that. Um, and then the second one is, you know, do, do we return to the one city or do we go back to nine cities? Um, there's massive pros and cons of both and definitely look forward to, uh, to playing through and figuring all those problems out here in the next two months as we lead up to Indian Wells in November. Very cool. Well, Alan, uh, I appreciate you joining us. We're very grateful that you took the time to come out on, on Women's Equality Day and talk to us a little bit about World Team Tennis and all the great things you guys have coming up. November 13th to 28th, Indian Wells Tennis Garden in Palm Springs, California, really close to the Fresno Quad Cities. Um, it's their second largest TV market. Uh, if you haven't checked out World Team Tennis before, you need to. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and there's a really low energy coach from New York. What's that guy's name, Alan? The, 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 <laughs> Luke Jensen. Luke Jensen. Yeah. Super low energy coach Jensen. Uh, coach Luke, we, we should probably have Coach Luke on on the podcast one week. I think he would probably have a good time here. Yeah, let's let's get Luke and, and maybe a player or two on here. I think that would be, be awesome. We we would love it. We would absolutely love it. Well, everyone, Alan Hardison, CEO of World Team Tennis. Thank you so much, my friend, and we will talk to you very soon. Thanks, Alan. Thanks, Thanks everyone. Alan. Really appreciate having me on. Thanks, Alan. Thanks. All right, gentlemen, we're moving I mean, up in the world. How do we? Yeah, we are. You talk yeah. about a great though event for you know being you know looking at sports business, but I mean they they do because of the that's exactly right what he was touching on right the access and the, the there's the the um, you know you get great tennis top top quality tennis but they aren't taking themselves so seriously that like you know. You know, baseball pitcher, you can't even. It's you know, a talk lot to of him. fun. I'm. I, you can't I, talk to him on the the day that he pitches. Let alone go take BP off of him. And here, these guys, you know, are doing clinics and signing autographs and hanging out. Like, I mean, that goes. It's, a it's long honestly way. like other other leagues should be looking at their model and yeah. trying scrambling to figure out how to even get a piece of what they've already started. And beyond like the economic. Uh, success that they've had and where they're going, which is great. You look back at their DNA with Women's Equality Day and just know that they've it's been a part of them since day one. Yeah, this is all not these a other companies. Yeah, this right. is not like they they are yeah. doing everything right and they're finally getting uh, their due and getting called out for what they've been trying to do for many years. It's great. Yeah, they are the OGs when it comes to they equality, are. and yeah. uh, they don't get nearly enough credit for that. And hopefully, moments like this will help that. But um, yeah, they, they, they're legit. And, and Chris, to your point, it is a ton of fun to watch these people that are normally individual. Sometimes I play doubles, but really they're out there playing and it's them against someone else. And you know, when you're on the court, it still is, but you look to your left and there's five teammates sitting there that are freaking cheering you on and up and down with you and calling time out and bringing you over and like doing a thing and sending you back out. And like, it's a very different atmosphere than any tennis I've ever experienced. And being there in person is amazing. Watching it on television is amazing. So I'm hopeful that this year is a year that they really take a big step forward for themselves. And uh, and I'm, it was I'm a just great really TV product it. last year. I, it you was. Know, I, yeah. I, I the guys uh, that they did that, I, and I'm, I'm I won't be able to rattle off all their names right now. They they did a spectacular job, a spectacular job, and it was 
crazy because it was an indoor court and an outdoor court and the rains would come five minutes into a match and you'd have to literally uproot everything tele cameras everything and reset up and they'd be back up and running in 15 minutes on the indoor court with a, an entire crew and camera it's um it was unbelievable it really was it was amazing to watch i didn't have a whole lot of to do with most of those things i was a, a bystander oh, we know was, that we yeah know i know that. you do i know you do um all i right. was waiting for him when he was bringing up matt as putting all this stuff together he's like Elephant, we yeah. couldn't have done it without and if, if i swear to god if he had said michael myers i would have just closed the laptop you know he wasn't gonna say that well you know, I, I, pretty, I was getting pretty close i, I was with chris yeah. i would have closed my laptop too and, and <laughs> i don't know just, what i would have done would have been the end a uniform been the josh laptop. and mike's show wow thank you terry that Cruz was one of your best ones long. yet yeah you like one. that thanks it was necessary <laughs> it was it really was right, dynamite guys, drop we... in josh josh have you i don't think you've heard your voice in like 20 minutes you doing okay it's been quiet i i it's honestly it's a little hard to get a word in right now with you three very excited it's it's just like i you know, it is what it is. <laughs> we are at nine minutes and 10 seconds remaining in this show. So we're going to go into warp speed. We're going to give Josh a lot of airtime. So, Josh, let's talk about, we mentioned it before, Anheuser-Busch, Michelob Ultra. Josh, you mentioned that our friend Lisa Woodward from Anheuser-Busch actually posted uh, a link to an article from Forbes written by Alana Glass about $100 million investment that's being made by Michelob Ultra into the equality for women in sports. Josh, go. Yeah, no, that was an awesome story. Thanks. Uh, I mean, I'm sure we would have seen it elsewhere, but I did see it from our friend Lisa at AB. So it's really exciting, this announcement they've made. I think a brand like Anheuser-Busch is constantly kind of setting the tone for a lot of other brands across sports. And I'm not just saying that because we have an Anheuser-Busch employee on our podcast but uh but no they're 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 going to be making sure over the next five years that they're uh the male and female athletes will be represented equally in all of their advertising campaigns um and and i think one of the things that they talked about that they didn't just made the announcement and say hey here's where we're spending our money they they talked about we've discussed it a lot on the podcast kind of citing the small amount of media coverage for the reason that there's a lack of interest and revenue and money spent in and around women's sports. So a brand like Anheuser-Busch coming and, and making such a big commitment, I mean, $100 million over five years, which they did also say, like, that's just the beginning. That's just, we want to let people know that we're in this for the long haul and that we're serious about it. But I think that we're all on this podcast, we're all in agreement that we know there needs to be more money being spent and invested into women's sports in order for the, in order for the eyes to match what you know what's deserving of these athletes, the eyes on the sports. So okay. um, this is an awesome piece from Michelo Boltra. And on the bottom of the screen right now, it says you can't spell beer equality without the words beer and equality so that's right. no it doesn't it says without the words beer and equality <laughs> no oh yeah you spelled equality wrong <laughs> did we spell the we spelled equality i did can we fire that intern can we fire the intern get larry from production in here it's just but, embarrassing live Big kudos to michelob i think this hopefully well, we will be seeing a lot more brands uh following suit and well, they, 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 you know, like you said, it's it, it talk about the in the the the, the DNA of the, the like the WTT. It's it's been AB across the board. Like, look at what they've done with NWSL women's soccer yeah. with the World Cup. Like, this is not just now that it's cooler to do it. They've been doing that stuff for a long time. And I have to definitely recognize that because, uh, you know, it hasn't been easy. And but and they've been backing these sports and they're sitting there saying, come on, come on. We know there's an audience here. Come on. And yeah. finally, you, people are listening. If you look back at the history of Michelob Ultra to be a low-cal, low-ABV beer and go after sportings from, from sporting events day one and grow that brand to where they, it became so massive and immediately reinvest into exactly what we're talking about here, uh, it is like a, a rags-to-riches marketing story that everybody should take a page from. It's, 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 it's awesome to be a part of seeing that happen and where it's going. And, and they're not backing off. And you know, it's been true to what they've wanted to do in the past five years. And every year, 
giving back to like pure water. They did a Matt Damon campaign uh, with that, giving back to, to, you know, the sports and, and women. It's just like, they, they're just knocking it out of the park one year after another. Well, yeah. I think, I think one of the best things about this is that when anytime AB, I mean, I'm, we're, we're talking about AB right now, anytime they make an announcement like this, it's not just because it makes moral sense for them or for the industry, but it makes business sense. I mean, they, they use mm-hmm. data to make these decisions that for like Michelob Ultra, there's it's 10 to 20% more likely that women drink Michelob Ultra as rel- relative to other light beers. So, I mean, there, there's actual business sense behind this apart from it's just the right thing to do. So I think that when they make these announcements and they make it a, make it a point, say not only is this the right thing to do, but it makes business sense. Yeah. I think that's what more people need to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is 100% true. Uh, well, the it's it, not only is it good for their business. I mean, women, they're the, the Michelob Ultra audience is, Mike, correct me if I'm wrong, it is predominantly, not predominantly, but it is a very heavy female audience currently drinking the product. I mean, it's 60%, maybe something like that. It's pretty high. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to your point, Josh, it, it also makes business sense for them to do this. So it's not just a moral obligation. I do think that there is a moral reason that they do it. I think they have good intentions with it, but it is a smart business move. And speaking of business, there was a report that came out this last week that uh, Play USA is Play USA who put this out, Josh, Chris, Mike, that twenty billion dollars in bets, billion, billion in bets, one point five billion revenue in twenty twenty one, twenty billion will be bet on football. Does that seem astronomical to anybody else? That is that's ridiculous. That's a that's lot a, of money. That's a, that's a lot, lot of money. Though. That is a lot of and money. That's, and, that, and that's going to uh, equate to about $1.5 billion in revenue for those sports books. For the books, also, yeah. Also a lot of money. So they yeah, make, the house they make 7%. Wins. 7.25% is what their take is evidently based on that. Is that, is that uh, I don't know, did they get a VIG or is that just a straight up, they, based on when you win and lose, they're taking a piece of the action when you lose. I wonder how that. They always get. Their it's money. a math question. It's a math question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're moving. We're on. not. We're, moving we're not on. math guys. But speaking yeah, of numbers, we talked about this early. <laughs> speaking of numbers, I'm looking it up so I make sure I got this yep. part right. But that the football-related handle in 2021 could triple the estimated 7.5 billion bet on football during 2020. So you're talking about that 20 billion, you know, plus number. Mm-hmm. Is it? It's not that outrageous. No, that's 22 and a half. Sports books. That'd be right, 22 and a half billion. Right, that's yeah, what I'm triple. saying. Is like. Yeah. If that was seven and a half to be tripling without that much more access, that's not a surprise. And, yeah, that's just a crazy uh, number. Yeah, um, I did see that. Uh, I was curious, uh, you know, combining the what we were just talking about with women's equality with gambling, and I was a little surprised, but I guess not totally surprised by this. The Olympics, we're, we're jumping to the Olympics for a second. Out of the top ten things bet on in the Olympics, four of them were women's sports. Women's basketball was number two. Women's soccer was number three. Women's tennis, world team tennis. Women's tennis was number six. Women's indoor vault. We should ask. We should ask Alan if there was any gambling. If we're going to set up a sport, maybe we should set up a sports book at World Team Tennis. A fifteen yeah. day pop up. Come on, man. Sorry, we need to make some money. God, Sorry. let's do a deal. Sorry, Sorry. Like, I want to make a million dollars. Number nine. So uh, look, I think yeah. what's being proven, and Josh, I think this is what you were sort of referencing is this isn't just feel good things. There's money here. And people are starting to recognize there is financial gain to be had in inclusion of women in these things. And you're seeing it everywhere. So I I love it personally. I think it's fantastic. And I'm looking forward to seeing where it all takes us. Uh, Last topics. We're we're literally down to our last few minutes. Uh, Last topics. Few things that rolled across the desk today. J.R. Smith. (laughs) I just love this. J.R. Smith retires in the NBA. He has now gained his eligibility, which I think means I'm eligible for like every sport I didn't play in college, which I didn't realize. Or did he graduate no. early? Why is he still eligible? Don't you have five to play for? He didn't go straight from grade school to or from high school to college or for, to, to the pros. Did he? Sure. Did he? Man, he didn't go to college to play school. Come I'm on. Just saying. <laughs> yes. I'm just saying. How's he yes. have eligibility? But he's back playing golf. Is it North Carolina A- A&T? 
Yep. Is that yep. where he's playing? Yeah. Yep. Playing golf. And I, I just think it's awesome. First off. I love, I love, I, I saw he tweeted earlier today that he's, he, he's in like an online study group with some, with some kids from school and they don't believe that it's really J.R. Smith. He's probably already, he's probably already gone to more class this time around than, than last yeah. time. Yeah. And you know what? That's key. I made, I was referencing him going back to play golf. He's going to get his degree. He yeah. just is going to play golf while he does it, which I think is fantastic. I heard Charles Barkley is his uh, golf coach, which it is, is swing God. coach. Hey. Swing away. Charles Barkley's, Barkley's, Barkley's golf got a new swing. swing. He's Charles got a new swing. Charles Barkley's old golf what? swing is the equivalent to the beginning of a sentence from Chris Hartwick. <laughs> Total seizure. Total halting seizure. That 100% mm-hmm. makes sense. You get two points for that coming. Uh, another Dude. topic that's worth mentioning, uh, Chris, you sent me a text as soon as you saw this. I, for the first time, I've seen a kid openly state that they are putting themselves in the transfer pool to see what they can get in name, image, and likeness money. Just straight up said it. He's like, you know what? Instead of the school of like, I want to thank the University of Missouri for everything, the coaches, everything, but, you know, respect my decision. It wasn't even one of those. It was like, hey, just a heads up. Thanks for recruiting me. But NIL's a thing now, and I'm jumping back out into the deep end because let's see what happens. Who knows? So, so this kid money. was from this kid was from Missouri that, that he left no. University of Missouri? No. Syracuse. <laughs> So is Syracuse is Syracuse not allowing players to use the school's logos and marks in their market in the players' marketing? I don't know. I hope something... you know the answer. I hope you know the answer to that before you ask it. Do you know? I don't I know. know. What, I figure Chris I don't know, know what. No, I don't in, know specifically in, what New York is. No. And yeah. in future news, we have a, a new Kia a car salesman amongst us with this gentleman. <laughs> I don't even not get going anywhere. Because he couldn't it's not find work another school, it's not going to work out for him. Oh no! We have to do a digital whiteboard. He'll get signed. He'll definitely get digital whiteboard. And then Chris, this was your favorite one, and we're going to be nice because this is a kid. So I'm going to lead in with we're going to be nice because this is a kid, and kids make kids kids can think what they think, and and we're going to let them go with that. But for the first time, a kid has entered the transfer portal because his school is requiring vaccination. And he said, well, I'm going to go somewhere else then, which is his choice. It is. Yeah. It's also going to be his fourth choice, which tells you something uh, else. We're going to be kid. nice to this kid. I'm, I let him no, I, didn't I know say it's the fourth negative. school he's left before he's taken a snap. I recognize that. We, we might be nice to this kid, but I don't know that other schools making him offers are going to be very nice to this kid. It's, so. it's, it's tough to take a chance on a kid that's left four schools before he's taken a snap. That's yeah. That's tough. That is tough. It's a confusing um, time, though. It's a confusing time for these kids. I've but, got uh, one. Please one, do. One serious and yep. uh, and then one not so serious. Okay. And one then five is, others and that then, I don't know what they're going to be. And in. then this I'm going to stumble around for a while. And then <laughs> you got you two and a half minutes total for both topics. Okay. Here. So ready. First topic, 10 seconds. This is the one year anniversary of the Milwaukee Bucks boycotting game five of the playoffs last year. And completely elevating the discourse uh, on Black Lives Matter. And, Amen. and, you know, we quickly saw all three games postponed. We saw it go to other sports. I, I, one of the coolest things I've ever seen unfold. It's just, and I can't believe that's already been a year, but I think it's important to note that. And there's so many great stories that are, you know, opinion pieces and, you know, stuff from, from, from reporters and athletes out there, read some of it if you haven't about what went down that day. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's amazing. That was 10 seconds. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, that was my God. In my no mind, we go so far over. Yep. Okay. Well, how much do I have left in my two and a half minutes? Uh, one minute. Oh, this is easy. The WNBA is launching WNBA moments, NFTs Ooh. Yep. through NBA Top Shot and Look out to tell grandpa number two, look out because I secured my own NFT today from WNBA. So I'm in the game. Nice. Wait, so I go to the NF in a, uh, the NBA site to get my NFL, uh, NFT. Uh, can you whiteboard that for me later? Keep going. Yes. So what does this mean? You bought, you secured an NFT, you purchased an NFT. They're giving free NFTs away. Oh, nice. So I signed up. Those through, are the ones I'd be interested in. Yes. 
through Dapper Labs and NBA Top Shot, they're giving some away, and then they're starting to drop some. I think on Friday was the first of some special packs and stuff like that. But nice, interesting talking of women's you know how I feel about NFTs. So let me ask real quick, Josh, you as a seasoned <laughs> NFT holder, because I yeah. recall when you got your NFTs back, it was in the a big day, deal. It was yeah. a big deal Com- compared to when you got them and what they were immediately worth. What percentage mm. of that do you think they are worth today? You know, I think I actually owe Dapper Labs money for them now, so <laughs> it's not good. If we only had a, a copy of Beckett NFT magazine, which I've brought up multiple times, we could easily look it up. It's true. It's true. Just some post-it notes. All right, guys. <laughs> This has been an amazing, amazing episode. Uh, we learned, I learned a lot. I learned a lot from you guys. And uh, if you guys want, stick around. Afterwards, we'll reconvene and we'll get the marketing plan put together for the Beckett NFT monthly, which I feel like should be coming out. Soon. We can get Thank some you. of that. We, we should Thank be able to get some of that top SPAC money for that. So we're, we're, we'll be good to go. <laughs> I would yeah. agree. That's All right. very fungible. Oh, God. I wanted to Don't end right then, but I can't end Don't on in that. on that. Now we got to keep can't. going a few more minutes. And... Something. Somebody say There's something. No what was we say like that Alan, Artisan, thank you for coming on. We are honored to have him. He elevated our show today, and he'll probably be replacing me starting next week. So. <laughs> and Josh, what is it worth? Did you look? Did you find it? What's it worth? What do you think you're oh, worth? Did you, I, I told you I owe them money now. That's how, that's how much it went down. All right. Good enough. See you guys. Bye. Wow, 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 wow